listener. Yeah, you. I'm talking to you. Are you tired of searching all over the internet for just the right podcast? Well, Moose Media Inc.'s got you covered. If it's the horror and the macabre that sends chills up your spine, then Moose's Monster Mash is the show for you. Or, if you prefer hearing stories from pop culture icons of the past, present, and future, Bull Spit with Moose has your name written all over it. Just give me a follow over on Twitter at the handle Moose Media Inc. And if there's not an episode between those two shows that you like, that Twitter account is backed by a double your money back guarantee. And that, my friends, is no bull spit. Greetings from Tromerville. I'm Lloyd Kaufman, president of Troma Entertainment, creator of the Toxic Avenger. And I tell you, when the Troma team and I are not making those great movies like Hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm or Tales from the Crapper, we spend all our time listening to Moose's Monster Mash. There's a guy named Paul. I mean, you will learn so much. It's the most entertaining and educational uh, uh, activity in the entire uh, Twitter, in the entire ethos. Take it from Uncle Lloyd. to another 13 horrifying days of christmas i'm your host moose and what would christmas be without a haunting adventure that in mind i thought it'd be fun to go back to something we talked about last year and that is the movie haunt well who better to talk to us about that than the three guys that made it such a killer movie that's justin cheney and damien the monsters from haunt guys how's it going how you doing what's going on doing, buddy doing good doing good going well a good uh, yeah. good christmas episode yeah yeah it's... i have a couple of christmas horror movies though so you know no i you know as, as i say i, I definitely got to get you back on to dive deeper into your uh, resume well i don't want to talk about them but i did them. <laughs> i say because i'm looking i'm like holy crap there's so much to talk about okay focus on hot now back on later <laughs> why not haunt it's this very gritty horror film like when it first came out did you guys think it was gonna go anywhere other than just like the indie circuit really what i oh did you guys want to go first no go ahead buddy. um when i think it was when we found out it was gonna be on shutter and then it was gonna be in select theaters it was like i mean that's awesome shutter's awesome and i think uh and brian and scott have both said this i think because of that it's got this word of mouth every year people watch it and it's just getting such a diehard fan base that I think because of that, you know, if it wasn't for how it was released, I don't know if we'd have this such a cool group of people that watch it and pass it on to, you know, like you said, you showed your daughters and everyone's, you know, showing family members and more and more people see it. So I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool how it got out there. I think when, you know, when, when we were filming it, it, uh, 
you know, I, I guess I assumed it was going to have a, a, a fairly big theatrical release. And then nothing was happening. Nothing happened for so long. I kind of forgot about it. Um, when it was like, I went in and did ADR for it. Cause as everyone knows, I'm also the voice of Harper's father in the bedroom scene, of course. <clears throat> um, uh, so I did that, and then I was like, "All oh, right, on." Like that, you know, it wasn't a cheap movie. Um, what the hell's going on with? It? Uh, we still didn't know at that point. Um, yeah, I mean, I think for me, when it was it was announced on, uh, you know, that it was going to come out and shutter and do like 15 theaters, uh, I was disappointed about that because I thought it was uh, you know, Hellfest got a, a theatrical release wide and it was certainly, you know, on par uh, production-wise with that um, so I was like, you know, why why isn't this getting a theatrical release? Um, I Ultimately it was probably the best thing for it another movie I did was Strangers Pray at Night which had a wide release, opened on like 3,000 theaters and was, you know, uh, crucified when it came out. It was a sequel, so, you know, horror fans, love them, been one all my life, you know, nobody hates horror movies more than horror fans. Right. Uh, so, and anything, you know, sometimes, you know, if it's made for more than 50 bucks or, or whatever, you know, just go into the theater to, to hate things, you know, uh, and then there's this retroactive love for it. So, like, Haunt didn't have that, you know, the kind of hype and, and, and big, big deal so it kind of like kind of stumbled out onto Shutter. Uh, you know, everyone I hear from was just looking on Shutter to to for for a movie. We thought it was a, a you know a, a supernatural movie, or or heard about it from someone else. So that I think that was the best thing for it that it didn't you know kind of like burst onto three thousand screens. It's just kind of like you know slowly snuck out there, and it is the the, the word of mouth. Uh, thing for it so uh yeah but i mean i thought it was gonna be a, a you know a bigger bigger thing um especially you know because eli roth and then at the time of filming i think they were filming a quiet place at the same time um so you know that was like you know piggyback off, off that but uh i think how it did come out was the best for it but it was initially disappointing well see when i uh sat down with uh justin beam Last year for uh, my 13 days, we talked about the release and the targeted release of this, I, I, you know, I I think really helped pick up the fan base because it went to horror conventions first for screenings, you know, get it out to, you know, essentially direct market uh, viewing and then Shudder picks it up. And you're right. This has kind of had a very slow burn, but. You guys are Halloween costumes now. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the sign that you've made it. I mean, you're, you're costumes. People mm-hmm. want to be you. So that that's... That's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, you know, when you're making something like that, you know, it's, you're not looking for uh, the awards. I think the ultimate goal of a holiday horror film is that it lands in that seasonal rotation of horror fans you know it's like ah it's october 28th i've got to watch haunt yeah 
you know, that's, I think that's what you're, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what you're. Chaney, how'd you feel about it when you heard about how it was going to be released? Were you, were you like, oh, man, or were you like, no, this is cool? Like, what, what did you think? I'd had a, it, it had taken so long, I think I just remember thinking, uh, like, Christ, I just hope it doesn't, like, get shelved. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. so when it got back, it, it's like Damien said, like, it's probably best the way it did come out because it's got uh, the fan base that's uh, gathered as a result of how it came out when, you know, being screened at horror conventions and stuff that kind of, you didn't, we, there wasn't so much backlash, you know, like, uh, from those mean horror fans like you know who would have seen it in 3,000 theaters who would have just hated it to hate it uh, and I, I just remember being worried that maybe it was it was never going to come out yeah, yeah. you know because I, I, I thought Quiet Place would surely secure you know the creators of that their follow up uh, especially since I mean they were so close they were filmed neck and neck so I mean they would have been made available right around the same time perfect to bounce it off that but i had just a bad feeling that it was never going to see the light of day like something went wrong with it and yeah like I, they moved on or something and that, was, that was just i was feeling the worst but uh when we went and saw it in fort uh, uh lauderdale when it played that uh, uh the popcorn frights right yeah that was cool and so i think ultimately if this would have gotten released around quiet place it would have gotten buried by a quiet place you know, because that, I mean, Quiet Place took off like a wildfire. So yeah. I think ultimately Haunt would have oh, been yeah. buried. No, by... I mean, uh, they would have been able to release them like the same month or anything. Yeah, not to do that. So, yeah. And plus, those guys are really, you know, they want to make the best movie possible. Oh, yeah. So some takes a little bit to do this, do that, strategize. And that's also another thing, too. When do you release it? What are we going up against? You know, all that, all that jazz. I've seen the movie now three times. That's it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm slacking. No, no, no. Four times because I forgot about the screening. Um, and e e each time y you pick up on something different. And, you know, because you, you always every time you watch a movie, you watch it with a different set of eyes. And. You know, I remember at the screening at the first Midwest Monster Fest, I was like, hey, this this movie's really cool. You know, it's new. It's different. It's really self-contained. You know, you don't have this, like, exorbitant set pieces. It's all really self-contained in one area. Story's really easy to follow. And the kills are really cool. You know, and as you, you progress in watching, you see more in, like, the character development. And on the most recent rewatch, I was looking at your guys's makeup. I wanted to get your individual thoughts. And Damien, I want to start with you because I think you had probably the most intense makeup work in the movie with all, all the uh, facial appliances. What uh, what was getting into that uh, character behind the mask like? All right, well, as as a horror fan, you know, like fan of like. Um you know, Dick Smith and stuff. It was, uh, it was really cool to, you know, not, you know, not just have it done to me to see it done. You know, it took about three hours a day. And, uh, 
Yeah, you know, I'm fidgety. Uh, but, I mean, that was a breeze. And those two guys, you know, Chris uh, Chris Bridges and Hugo Villas in New York, um, they were great. You know, they, they, they were entertaining. Uh, and, uh, I mean, they're obviously really fucking talented. Um, so that was cool just to kind of see it happen for the first time. And uh, I remember I was supposed to be red. It was originally supposed to be red, like my my skin color. And they finished like everything, and they were going to add the red to it. But we were all kind of like, I, I like this better. Um, plus, then you know, it's not like oh, this is like you know Darth Maul's nasty little cousin, yeah. whatever. You know, that idiot from Insidious. Uh, so you know, we we went down to you know the, where they were filming. And, uh, you know, went to Scott and Brian and, and like showed them, you know, non-red Damien. And, and they were like, yeah, yeah, you're right. This is, uh, this is better. So the, the devil mask was kind of creepy, but you take that off and you have this like stretched out face with, you know, kind of like that sideshow freak look. And I think mm. that was more unnerving than yeah. the mask itself. And that really sold the, you know, the character, the the monster. It humanized the monster. Sure. And sure. I loved it. And because you, you, you don't see that very often. Is, uh, you know, there's like probably five minutes of, of B-roll of me trying to take the mask off and it getting caught and like piercing. Oh, I believe it. And yeah. Stuck there and Katie trying to help me peel it off my face so it's uh comedy there's a good bit of b uh comedy in there somewhere. you don't see the you know the, the humanized monster very often and you know as menacing as your character is and just the robe and the mask you take the mask off and there's this extra layer of just you know just creepy eerie just like who the hell is this guy? What, who fucked him up? You know, to get him to this point, mm-hmm. like there's a backstory there that you want to know more about <laughs> just by looking at his face. Do you though? Do you? Mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> like, I want to know who fucked this guy up. <laughs> I mean, you're like, yeah, yeah. You do want to, you, you know, you are like, oh man, what is going on there? What does this guy do? What is his problem? Whatever. But it's like, so once you do find that out, does it lessen? Does it make it less scary or whatever? I mean, that's always the the kind of uh, conversation with these these kind of killers and stuff. You know, the same thing with like strangers or you know the backstories for these people. It's like, what do they do? You know, is he working a deli? Be an accountant? Uh, you know, like once you find that out, no matter what it is, does it like take away from from it? Is he, you know, from D. Snyder's Strangeland? Like, uh... he's a veterinarian. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Cheney. What was it like for you getting into your character? Uh, it was awesome. Uh. I was only in uh, prosthetic makeup uh, for one evening. The rest of it, uh, I didn't have 
makeup on underneath the mask, you know, so it was just my face. He was a separate kind of villain just because he got to interact with uh, the people. I just kind of looked at him as, uh, like, that wasn't his job necessarily, but when things went a little on, he had to break protocol and start talking to these people, you know, at least on them back up to where they need to be. because I got the impression that uh, the devil kind of went off on his own uh, with his own agenda, like his own little rampage. Uh, so he had, you know, I had to talk to him. And uh, at that point, it was just trying to make him try to create the idea that maybe I wasn't a bad guy. So if anything, maybe for a few minutes, a viewer would think that I was, you know, really trying to help somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, Really, man, it wasn't, uh, just kind of went back to, you know, as a horror fan, be like, what, how, how would I want to see this done? Rely on that. And, uh, and I just went with it, man. Just tried to play him like a normal dude who, uh, you know, a real fucked up face <laughs> and a real fucked up boss, fucked up crew members. <laughs> yeah, and the execution of the double agent was flawless. Yeah. You know, because you, you're right. As a viewer, especially your first couple watch-throughs, even on the second watch-through, and you know what's coming, you're like, oh, okay, it's just, like, he legit wants to help. This isn't supposed to be happening. People aren't supposed to be dying. And then you get, you know, Mitch, the murder guide. Uh, and it's, the, the execution was flawless just to flip you know, flip back and forth from, oh, I'm I'm here to help, offer that little bit of comfort, and you know, lull them back into that you know false sense of security, and gotcha, <laughs> big time, <laughs> kill the big guy, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you take the biggest one out first, <laughs> prison rules, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> find the biggest guy in the yard and take him out. Well, uh, Tyler is the biggest one. He's uh, so. He should have gone first. Oh, that's true. That's true. That guy's gigantic. Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome, too, the zombie. Oh, yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. I dug the little bit in the movie where, I mean, there actually was, you know, a bad guy who wasn't able to hack it. You know, he didn't have the... He was awesome. The killer spirit. Yeah, yeah he was, man. Like that. Really- I mean, I think, uh, you know, some of the extended scenes didn't make the final cut, but... They they dug into that a little bit more about how, you know, one of our guys just didn't, you know, he was already messing up. Just couldn't do it. Yeah. Right. Remember, he had to, like, had to straighten him out a little bit. It sucks they took that. That bit didn't make it because it gave the vampire, you know, a little more, a little more to him. You know, oh, yeah. You kind of see his failings yeah. up to where he just says, back I don't, you know, right. I'm not, I don't want to do this. Like, uh, I'll go back. I'll help you guys. Yeah. He's going to scare the hell out of me. I don't want to yeah. do it. I, I like that scene I when I read it. Part about it. I like that scene when I read it because the devil was the only one not there. I was like, yeah, like this yeah. guy's like, I'm not going to your fucking meetings. Like I'm doing my thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the way I, I, I took it to swap. Yeah. We don't need team building. He's like the uh, the Dallas, the Dallas of uh, the outsiders to the to the group. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't film He'll that, hang out, right? but you know he's got he's got his own thing to do. He's he's oh, Dallas. Yeah. Part of the thing about uh, like the question about the release of the movie and what I thought, like I, it was just like me and Katie. 
I didn't know what the hell else was going on. It was like, it was just like me in hallways with her. I didn't know really what the hell else was going on. Like I read the script, obviously, but I didn't know how things were going mm -hmm. or what anything looked like. I was very isolated from everything else. Mm -hmm. And you guys. <clears throat> so, uh, it was just I think we shared a trailer one day, but as as I was arousing, you were like rapping for right. the day. Very lonely work. Very lonely work. And, and the Ronan Flicks bit, uh, I th I'm not sure which actress said it. They were all awesome, but one of them had mentioned that you know they were all kind of flown in and were able to hang out a little beforehand. Yeah. And uh, I think you know the bad guys were kept separate. Like mm -hmm. on purpose. So like I I don't know, because I mean my trailer was often like right next to like Will's. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. You know, so I mean we saw it we we hell we became buddies. Like we we would talk, yeah. you know, the whole time we weren't weren't on physically on the set. Uh, I was like, Well, they didn't do it uh, didn't do it with me, like they didn't seem to make enough to keep me apart from anybody. With Bill. So I was like, Fuck it, I'm here, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk. They kept me I I wasn't around any of the uh any of the gals, none of their trailers were ever around uh, ours. It was just like Will and uh, mm -hmm. Caldwell. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, it's not like they were miles away. Base camp was, you know, it just wasn't in the same row. They're not going to put the monsters in the same row with the normies anyway. Well, and a lot of times it tends, it, it tends to work out better that way because then the, the reactions when you go into character are more genuine and the fear well, is you know, real. That's, that's, that's a whole discussion that um, comes up a lot, especially if you play a, a couple of, you know, do these things like uh, strangers, you know, well, like Katie, Katie played Harper, really my only, uh, the other person that I saw in the movie. Um, I think initially, so initially she said she was going to keep her distance from me, but um, I think she decided that when she's uncomfortable in, in real life, that she just starts laughing. Uh, so she made a, a point to be around me when I was in the makeup. And she's, she was wonderful anyway. I did. I punched her in the face once uh, while we were filming. It's a great story. Uh, and she laughed in mine. Um, but like, so like on the strangers, there was, you know, a couple of the actors wanted to be away from the villains. Didn't want to get to know them, you know, anything. And that's fine. Like, I, I don't care what you do as long as it doesn't bother me. Uh, but, you know, it's like, maybe that works once. That's good for like one thing. And then yeah. you've seen the, the, the person and then, you know, you got to act. Um, like, so uh, there was another actor on strangers who, you know, I went out with all the time, hung out with great relationship and we have a whole fight scene in there. And that worked so well because we knew each other, we trusted each other and it was like a, a gel type thing. So the whole keep your distance from the monsters and all that stuff for me, it's, it's kind of bullshit kind of a gimmick <laughs> like, um, like I've done a lot of theater uh, you, you know you, you hate someone's guts or you 
you know, someone's an alien or something. It doesn't matter because you get to rehearse and eventually you gotta go through the whole play over and over again. You gotta do a hundred shows and you're gonna see these fucking things. So you just gotta, uh, you just gotta make it work. So, you know, I think as, as maybe Lawrence Olivia might tell you, you know, just why don't you try acting? Acting is <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a couple scenes where I think it would have been pretty epic for uh, Harper to just lose her shit and start laughing. Like, towards the end where she's pretty close to a psychotic break and just start laughing. I, I had her on the floor and I was, I was choking her and she started laughing in my face and I, I said, what's, what's happening right now? Ah, you have kids. Like, what do they think of you? I spooked her in the nose once. The last take, I, <laughs> I did. Nice. They have someone they kept. She was awesome. Ah, uh, no, I think. Uh, I think they kept the unboop one. I don't know. It might have been. She she handled it great. I mean, it she's was just tough. Yeah, she's really tough, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's great. She's fantastic. She definitely uh, portrayed the like final girl, lead girl, very well. Yeah, she did great with like the emotion that she had to convey. Just and you're just I don't know. It was a lot. It reminded me a lot of like Jamie Lee Curtis or yeah. going really strong stuff. Like the physical action stuff she had to do is she was great, man. Great actress, great singer. She's 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 got it all. You know, she goes through hell in this movie. But you can take a punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a, she's a pro, man. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go for the bad guy every time, man. Because uh, that to me, I mean, that would just. Uh, she did it wonderfully. I'm like, it's it's so exhausting to be in such a panicked, yeah, fear, you know, state of mind for so many hours, man. Mm-hmm. Like for days and days. Yeah, she's a be hard to maintain that oh that'd yeah. be a real test yeah she she nailed it she did it with like an elegance about her you know mm-hmm. oh for sure we watched her go from like you know weak to gouging out the devil's eye <laughs> and you know he, he gets blown away like right in front of her like that's that's pretty badass yeah uh, i say from gouging out the devil's eyes to setting her own damn traps i mean that's that's a good you know we we saw this character go from this girl with you know an abusive past an abusive boyfriend so a very damaged person come out probably stronger than ever still mentally fucked but stronger at the end than she started i mean her character's development in that in this movie is just epic, mm-hmm. and yes, and the the writing. You, you, your your characters are such play such pivotal parts in helping develop the strength in this character. You you have Damien Stevel who pursues her relentlessly. Who at first we see a few times in what seems like hallucinations and then in the haunt we actually get the pursuit and we get those nice knockdown drag out fights and then later we get great confrontation with the clown 
Now, Justin, your clown was essentially the strong silent type. Mm. Um, what what were the directions for your clown? Like, was it supposed to be played quiet, or is it just kind of one of those things? It was just like this is better to be just the big quiet guy. I think that's what they were originally going for in the script. Um, we talked a lot about um, Javier Bardem from uh, uh, No Country for Old Men. No Country. Yeah. And um, just how quiet he is. Very doesn't say that much when he does. It's intense. Um, the one thing that really helped me was uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman from uh, in general. But from uh, Mission Impossible 3, uh, especially in that opening scene where he's just so subdued and just has that low, great voice that he had. God bless him. And um, another thing that really helped, too, was I actually watched this while we were filming was um, Godfather Part 2, where Al Pacino is so stone cold in that. Yeah. Like ice cold and I, that helped out a lot and just the sub the just saying a lot with looks and body movement and such so yeah that was something that they really were right on uh wanting to do the clown was doing that uh so yeah it, early on there was the talks about doing that you, you kind of epitomize the uh speak softly and carry a big stick but in your case it was carry a sledgehammer and yeah. you, you had that like traditional just like stalking killer character and that was really fun because between the three of you, you you had pretty much every killer trope covered and the more i watch this the more it feels like house of a thousand corpses meets texas chainsaw massacre you know and it's it's a really cool combination yeah and it's pretty sexy, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's you, you know, you lure these guys into this area and you just off them. Well, now it's a little hard because, you know, spoiler, if you haven't watched it, you're dead. Um, but I think there'd be room for a second one. There's a bunch of, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, a bunch of, bunch of avenues they could, you know, yeah. pick up off of and, and continue a, a story. But part of me would love it, especially if the ghost got to come back, you know, or if the original, yeah, especially if, you know, the idea of people always throw around as a prequel. Yeah. And stuff, uh, you know, God knows I would, uh, I certainly would not, you know, not pick up that phone call. Oh, that'd be, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But if the, as a movie fan and stuff, you know, part of me would say just uh, let it be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, part of me thinks, you know, just, just let it be because too often they let it keep, too often things just keep going, you know, and then mm -hmm. it'd be nice to see one potential classic. Just a, just a one and done. Yeah. 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 But then like I said, there's that other half of me that says, yes, let's make five of them totally like, <laughs> but those guys are such great writers and storytellers they got a million stories they want to tell oh yeah. yeah you know as a fan a prequel would be super interesting to see how we got to this point 
you know, how we got to. Oh, I think it'd be gnarly. Yeah. You know, it'd be super, super gnarly. You know, luring people into kill, you know, th- this kill zone. Yeah. You know, and, and how do you fl- put like that together? How do you get, you know, the guys together to plan out how we're going to do this? How do we get a, get away with it? You know, like a, I don't know, a Michael Mann movie, you know? Yeah. How do we pull this off? So, yeah. You know, and then the flip side is, I could also see taking what was supposed to happen from Friday the 13th and having a new haunt to where Harper takes over the haunt. Because she is so messed up at the end of this movie. She could, I don't you know, know. I don't think that'd be... She was such a good character. You know, I'd hate to see her go that route. Well, so is Tar- Tommy Jarvis. Uh, if anything, but... I want to see her, like, you know, uh, track down the people that do it. You know, I like to see, but I don't see her as becoming, like, you know, a homicidal maniac. A killer. <laughs> yeah. Because ultimately, she was a victory. And the way it ends, you know, she's a badass. Shoots you know, bat. wielding a shotgun about to shoot a oh. man at, like, point blank range. And just destroy her, like door and everything, totally. just brains and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be hell for her to clean up. <laughs> that's a hell of a mess. You just burn the house down yeah. and leave. <laughs> There's I'll no clean up. You just burn See, the now, house and leave. If she really does flip a switch like that and just burns everything down and yeah. <laughs> start over, then screw goes it. After Nathan. You, know, you just burn the place down and start start your life over. Yeah, you, you guys all have pretty heavy horror influences. What were some of your first uh, exposures to the horror genre? Uh, Elm Street was mine. Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. Yeah. I remember... Part, uh, to be specific, it was uh, Part 3. Part 3, yeah. That's a good one. It was the first one I remember watching where... I mean, I was terrified, but I also, even very young... I don't know what the difference is with kids nowadays, but even very young, I knew it was pretend, you know? Like this shit, shit ain't real, but this it's a movie, and I think mm. I like this kind of stuff. <laughs> I know it wasn't real, so I mean, it, I didn't lose sleep over it or anything. It's like I had nightmares. It yeah. was a lot of fun to watch. End of story. Like it was just yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, but I also I'm very partial to Freddy Krueger because one, I want to play that role. Uh, I could see that. And two, Freddy had amongst all those icons. I mean, aside from Chucky, maybe he had you know a conversation, or he, he could speak with you, and he had a a personality about it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just quiet and slow walking all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was great. Very low body count, too, uh, in a Freddy movie compared to a Jason film. We'll see. Now I think Myers has the highest kill count. Oh, yeah. 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 All right, so we talked about that the new one, right? Oh, and kills, yeah, yeah, pretty brutal. Hey, man, what was uh, your first experience with horror? I think I, I think I asked you that myself once before. What was that? I think... Me? Yeah, Damien. What? Yeah. Uh, what, well, who, what yeah, guy? whoever. I, I, I said, Freddy was my first horror thing. Uh, I don't know. Man. I, I've been watching things I shouldn't have been since. <laughs> I think, mean, like the first impact. Man, those were the days, dude. <laughs> I say, but Skinamax impact... doesn't, you know. Skinamax well, right. doesn't count. Um, we're, we're talking horror. <laughs> I think it's that too. Uh, <laughs> thing I saw where I was like, "Whoa!" You know, kind of when that 
fucking thing burst through uh, Kane's chest at, at dinner. Um, you know, yeah. that was that was my first kind of like, I like this. Uh, you know, like Night of the Living Dead was something that I, I it really, really sat well with me. It became like a Halloween tradition for whatever. It was like, it was on TV every Halloween. So it was like, I would go out and come back and I knew I could find that living dead. Nice. And that, yeah. You know, uh, I mean, I think alien is what did it. And then, uh, I, I just started watching everything. I could get my, my hands on, uh, you know, VHS video stores, mm-hmm. um, talk my mother into renting things. And then if I could find something, you know, like this, my, you know, people goes, the, the family would go to sleep and I would sneak down and, and watch stuff on HBO and Skinamax and uh, <laughs> whatever else. Damn, dude. I, uh, yeah. I, I, identically, I used to have to do that my damn self. Look at the TV guy and <laughs> see that a movie uh, playing at like 2.30. Oh, yeah. Try to Connect- wake up and go down and watch it. Mm-hmm. Connected to the TV and you hit the buttons on the box. Yeah. Uh, Kids these days have it so easy. <laughs> My dad used to ban certain movies from the TV because I watched them so much that he said he never wanted them, never wanted to see them on the TV again. Oh boy! Well, I Understandably, rent, I used to rent I was pretty obnoxious. Um, I would rent it. It was like a three-day rental, and I would go back and re-rent Return of the Living Dead, and I would just it was yeah. a trip there where I was watching the Return of the Living Dead every day. And uh, I remember my father being like, you, you, you know, like, there's something wrong with you. Uh, like, what do you mean? <laughs> Watching this movie every day is going to cause, like, psychological problems. Uh, nope. It's my career it's, now, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's still made. It's funny because uh, uh, my dad and I would always go to movies and rent movies and watch movies. Um, it was my mom that showed my sister and myself the first Halloween. And I think that was, I was like, whoa. And I love Donald Pleasance and all of those. I just think he's the ultimate badass, mm-hmm. good guy. You know, and two, I really like the original Halloween two a lot. Um, it's just him working with the with the police officers trying to find him and hunt him down. That was so cool. And uh, Aliens, uh, I remember being terrified and excited. And Bill Paxton was freaking awesome. So, oh yeah, and we're like the ones for sure. Where I was like in horror, inter- being introduced to horror, I would say. But yeah, those are still awesome. See, so, yeah, my first entry was uh, the Universal Monsters. Oh yeah. Those are cool. Yeah, and I, I was hooked from there. And it, it's it, it's been a rabbit hole ever since. <laughs> yeah. Those are classic, man. Dracula. Frankie. Oh, yeah. Wolf. See, Wolfman's yeah. my favorite. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I feel like I have to, you know, point out the uh, nice nod that Haunt threw out, uh, it starts out with uh, Harper and her friend watching a classic horror movie, you know, a nice Romero classic. Yeah. And it's great. It didn't cost them anything. Right? Yeah. That's because, the, you know, the copyright screw up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I kind of want to make a movie of just somebody watching that movie because I can. 
You know? Yeah. <laughs> everybody knows everybody knows the movie. And it's like, oh my God, there it is. You know, and so it, that, that was nice to see. It's, you know, R- Romero was at the, pretty much at the helm of the modern horror genre. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here you guys are in 2019 with Haunt. Well, when it was released anyway. And you've essentially set out a new type of horror movie. And it was nice to see old meets new, in a sense. You got to tip your hat to it, you know? Yeah. Because, yeah, this, you know, like like I said, this is, it had the grit of, you know, just like a passion project film. And it was self-contained. It wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't a story that was hard to follow. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't hokey. It was, I mean... As far as horror films go, as far as films go in general, this movie is a good movie, yo. And you guys knocked it out of the park. Thanks, man. So, Thank but you. does it need seven sequels, or or because you know, have you really, you know, really made a slasher movie without seven sequels? You know, <laughs> like a sequel or a prequel, and call it. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you know. I'm a, I'm a, uh, you know, uh, a slasher. Uh, I'm knowledgeable about slashers. Um, there's a lot of, you know, wonderful one-offs, you know, non-franchise, but they're not, they're not up there with the, you know, the big guys. Um, it's, you know, because the sequels. So now that I'm said, gonna, I think I can diapers without the sequels. If a prequel were to happen. I think a prequel series, or at least a prequel miniseries, would work better than a prequel movie. Whoa. Because you could Never. dive deeper into yeah. the character backstory and how they got to where they are in Haunt. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I never thought of it. I mean, I always you always think of movie, just another movie, which would be great. But miniseries, that's a pretty cool idea. And we know Haunt does really well on Shudder. Mm-hmm. So a Shutter miniseries yeah. Yeah. could do exponentially well, and you could get the backstory on you know how this team got together, who the witch was. One episode could go to each character or something like that. You know, and how the haunt know. came together. Yeah. yeah. You know, essentially pretty- the, the the making of haunt, as it were, without it being like yeah. a documentary. <laughs> yeah. A coming of age story. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I I think there is enough backstory there that would make for an interesting, at least miniseries, to see how you know these guys didn't just wake up one day and say, "Yeah, we're gonna kill people," and we're gonna you know streamline it to where we're not gonna get caught. You know, there had to be some trial and error somewhere. You got to pitch this to Shutter, man. That's pretty awesome. I like that. That is a cool idea. Before we wrap this up, yeah. Whoever wants to go first, uh, what projects are you guys working on? Just did. Uh, there's a mini series uh, that we did called Quad Cities. Oh. Me and myself are in it uh, on YouTube now for free. You go to Quad Cities mini series, you'll find it. Damien, we hope we can get you in something. 
damn it. But you're a busy man. You're kicking ass and taking names, which is awesome. As long as I can bring my kids. What's that? As long as I can bring my kids. Of course. Huh. Yeah, that was part of my deal. He, he, he accommodated. Yeah. <laughs> well, you need the you know, uh, PAs, right? So. Yeah. They, they have arms and. Give them yeah. a couple bucks. Um, <laughs> give them GoPros. Uh, say, give them uh, GoPros, and they can film the, you know, ground shots. There you we're go. Kinda, we're all kind of dressed the same, by the way. I didn't get the gray uh, sweater memo. Uh, <laughs> I just uh, mine has stains on it too. It's like, and there's a lot of varied stains too. Like Mr. Mom. No, like, you can't be cooler than Matt. <laughs> uh, they just wrapped a movie called Dark Circles. Um, we filmed it in Connecticut. Um, sort of a dream project. My kind of my favorite script of all time. Um, it was directed by uh, Hannah Fearman and starred me and uh, Kate Kiddo, Terry Kaiser, Melissa Rose, and Cool Paul, and so that, that's that thing. And uh, that was wonderful there. Kind of, we did that. That's where I, I officially met the Fuzz on the Lens people because they, they were in on that with us. And um, the movie, uh, a couple of really great things going on that I can't talk about at all. Film a sequel to something in April. Sequel to a, <coughs> a classic 80s book. Just classic. Uh, can't can't really talk about it. Though. Oh man, I'm sorry. That's all right. I'd like to. Um, Damn NDAs. Well, <laughs> yeah, There's a few things, but you'll never know until <laughs> or don't. But they will. I'm obnoxiously chewing gum. I forgot I was on a thing. It but happens. Okay. All right, Cheney. What do you got? Uh, uh, as far as I know, um, we'll be filming um, uh, an upcoming Josh Graves film called uh, Late Checkout. The indie go-go for that, I believe, goes live on January 7th. Nice. Um, it's got... Uh, couple other familiar faces in it. Uh, Hannah Fearman, uh, Kamara Cole, um, Elsie Holt. Um, a lot of, a lot of seeming, you know, good people are involved. That should, uh, that should be fun. Um, I think that's the, yeah, that's the primary thing on the, uh, on the docket. Anything else is still kind of up in the air, you know? Mm-hmm. Cool. Throwing it up, waiting to see where it lands, sort of I'm thing. Like, yeah. I, I'm super <laughs> difficult to work with. I'm like Val Kilmer. <laughs> but man, you got no, it. That's not, that's not. <laughs> but when you get Val Kilmer money, remember me and send me some, would you? <laughs> so where can listeners uh, follow you guys on the social medias and keep up to date with all of your upcoming projects on the social medias on the social medias <laughs> uh yeah jamie and may 
That's D-A-M-I-A-N-M-A-S-S as in Frank, E-I. That's on the Instagram and uh, on the Twitter. I'm um, with the Facebook. I don't have the, you know, the TikTok or the, the chatting snaps or anything. Mm-hmm. That's all dancing, I think. I'm not sure about it. Uh, on there. It's all dancing with no music, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, same. I'm, I'm on the, the three basic platforms. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Oh! Uh, yeah, they're they're pretty vacant though. I don't really, <laughs> I don't really post much. I'm there, but I'm not there. It's okay. <laughs> Unless I'm like allowed to post about something. Usually, I'm not allowed to share sure. anything. Facebook and Instagram. I'm not as hip as these guys, but yeah, pretty much. Find me. Find you. Me. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty unhip. <laughs> Now, I know Damien I'm has not a as cameo. inadequate at social media as I am just kind of lazy about it. Yeah. You know, I'm usually too busy watching like a movie or something. I had time to. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, watching right. a movie or chasing around one of these kids, <laughs> uh, which I'm with you, Damien. With you with the, uh, the chauffeuring and the, the yelling and stuff. Yep. <laughs> You can also find me on Cameo, where you can uh, pay me to do a video. And scare your kids. Uh, (laughs) It'd make a great Christmas gift. Birthdays, shout-outs. I do uh, all the shout-outs. A lot of people won't break up with someone for you or or propose, but I will do it. Wow. I will not take responsibility for your failure. Mm -hmm. I will do it for you. <laughs> is that an option? Because I'll do that for some scratch. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, there are puppets on Cameo. Get on Cameo. Yeah. <laughs> there are animals on Cameo. It's weird. No. There are impersonators on Cameo. Yeah. Like a little Sebastian. Like, yeah. there was a dog. Oh, no, there is a dog and a dolphin. Huh? And you can private message these guys. I'm like, who yep. is messaging a dolphin? You have to pay to private message. <laughs> yeah. You're paying to send a private message to a dolphin. You have to pay $2. I tried to join Cameo, but they paid me not to. Uh-huh. <laughs> they said, no, man, here's a million. Get out of here. <laughs> so. Listeners, I will post all those links in the episode description. And you can find me and other great podcasters over at electronicmediacollective.com or on the Twitter at Moose Media Inc. Guys, this has been a haunting good time and a hell of a blast. Find the petition for the haunt prequel. Right. (laughs) Now we need to get this going. Yeah, I can get that going. I'm going to send you Scott Bryan, the son of bitches. Yeah. Now you have to find I think the movie just holds too special a place with those cats, man. I think there's another one in them somewhere. Yeah. It's their baby. Yeah. You know, there's more to the universe that can be explored. Yeah. I I will definitely get you guys on again, at least at some point in singles episodes, so we can talk uh, your individual credits, because individually you guys have some amazing credits that I want to dive into. So 
This will not be the last you hear from these three. At least on here. I don't. I don't, oh. I don't know where else you guys listen to. So, um, thank you guys for stopping by and shooting the shit with me. And this has been a blast. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, man. And no problem, buddy. And Pleasure. Until next time, horror hounds. Mash on. This has been Bruce's Monster Mash. Come back for chills and thrills if you dare. I wonder why you smuggle in your beers. (laughs) You made me do this. You made this. Yeah. You created this issue. You forced my hand, assholes. I can't afford your snacks. It's all quiet. You just hear that like (laughs) (laughs) It's always right when the trailers are done and the movie's about to start. That's when you hear that. Oh, I see what you're doing. (laughs) Well, it's fun is when you hear the symphony of them and just like, like, oh, I'm not alone. All right. So I like it to be comfortable. I tend to veer off and start talking about other movies. So keep, keep me in check for that, somebody. I totally. If I start talking about Judgment Night again or something like that, you know, trying to keep me on point. Why not? All right, who's the Cheney handler? I'll build Justin. it. <laughs> How long do you guys want to go? Um. Well, I could probably go for like half hour or so. Is that cool? My wife's. Burning. As a kid, I'd say forty-five minutes easy, but I'm older now. Wait a second. What are we talking about? <laughs> okay, I need more than three minutes out of you, Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I might need to take a break, but yeah, I'm good for 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm kidding. No breaks. We're good. We're good. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun.